Coming up, <laughs> we talk about Spencer's gifts. Are they really a headshot? I don't think they are. Maybe just a boner pill repository. I think so. We, we talk about couch surfing. We do talk about couch surfing. We talk about uh, stolen cars. And cat burglars. And cat burglary. Yes. This game show is hosted by Alex Trebek. What is... Jeopardy! This state is hated by Teen George. I don't hate it. Alright, I'll, I'll say this. I don't hate it. I hate the people in it. Except for a couple of people, which I know. I think Malka Dupree is in Colorado now, so I like her. So Colorado was the point that Gene didn't get around to. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent. Um, and hey! Hey, you guy with the guitar! What's your name? Well, uh, my name's Jim. Jim Vitale. Guitarist, singer, songwriter, song record, cat burglar, and uh, lighting designer to the stars. And our guest today on the Shaky Town Radio Hour. Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Can I hear me? Hello. I don't know. Can you hear you? Are Hello. You, are you plugged in? I am like into the... The monitor? I thought you meant like into the vibe of... Of the room? Yes. Into it, man. Yeah. Right, right. I am. Are you plugged into it, man? I am plugged into it. Uh-huh. And so is our guest, Jim Vitale. How are you doing, Jim? I thought it was... Excellent. I thought Thank it was Italy. After, we, after a few drinks, it's, all right. it is. <laughs> Welcome. Yes, thank you. It's good to be here. Let me tell you a little bit how I know Jim. I know Jim because once upon a time, I met a girl. Oh. Yes. And I wanted to get married to the girl, and we wanted to have some awesome music. Mike's already... We should have music for this story. Yes. I'll get the penny. I, 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 I can grab my guitar. If you want. <laughs> I, wait, yeah. I have to... Let me fix the mic here real quick. All right. We fixed the mic and Jim is getting his guitar. Hello. Is this mic truly fixed? I think so. All right. Yeah. Actually, oh, I sound wait, a lot wait, better now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> How's that come across on the monitor? Like, oh, on. happy December, by the way. Happy December. Since this is the oh, yes. of the first Monday in I December. I can already smell the jingle bells. Wasn't Thanksgiving wonderful? It was. I'm full. I'm still full. Yeah. From that meal that I'm going to eat in a week. <laughs> Six days. Not a week. I lied. All right. So you met... Hey, the game is to There's be some betting so music for your Metagirl okay. story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I met a girl, and I decided to marry her. And me and this girl met because we were awesome musicians. So we decided, you know, the only way for us to get married is to have an even more awesome musician play us down the aisle and then play us back up the aisle. So I put my feelers out there. I'm wiggling my fingers for you, home audience, or 
they're in the treadmill or the, the car with the iPod plugged in. Maybe they listen to us in the gym. Maybe they do. Maybe they... <laughs> I just, like, suddenly felt like Todd Glass. Yes. Um, I want to talk to that guy who's listening... Right now, who's listening to us. Maybe he's on the treadmill. I, I just want to give him some encouragement. Right. right. Let me preface this. <laughs> right. Um, this mic is not fixed, by the way, so we'll keep going. Just go. And so, there was only one man I wanted to talk to. From hundreds of applicants. This is true. He does not lie. Somewhere in the background, the woman was getting ice on the fridge. That's right. And I have no idea why you guys didn't go with the death metal band for the wedding. <laughs> oh, man, this mic. Hold on one second. Uh, All right, She's and uh, I can't hear a word. And so, <laughs> it's her fault. She never cleaned her. All that loud rock and roll music. It is. Oh, she has stories. She does have stories. I refuse to have them put on this podcast. <laughs> and um, I see now that mic sounds great now, like that. <laughs> I'm just gonna. All right, time to throw myself under a bus. Anyway, so I met Jim. Hello. <laughs> On Craigslist. Yes. Really? On Craigslist? Really? Yeah. Really? The currency of the day. Yeah. Really? <laughs> we really did. And uh, we looked at everybody and like, we're not even going to talk to anybody else. Like, wow. Jim, at the time you were playing with a, Bi- with a Bible and a gun. Oh yeah, I was. That's the name of the band. He wasn't actually... I was going to say, how do you tune a Bible? <laughs> <laughs> or do you just use the gun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's part of the... Yeah. A little bit of both. And this was the cash... Was coercion. Cash yeah. tribute band. That was a cash tribute band. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, that right there scores points. But then the man has his own music of his own original penning and singing. Oh, yeah. And playing of music. And playing. Huh? And um, after a good half hour, hour conversation, they're like, yeah. On and off. Yeah. We're done. I th- I, yeah. I th- I th- yeah, it was, and that was it. And then, and then there you were on our wedding day. And it was a groovy wedding. Thank you. I mean, not 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 because I was playing or anything. Because you know, not because you were laying down the grooves. Yeah. Even though you were. It was in large part groovy because throwing you. down the joints for the wedding, um, as they were, as, so to speak, per se. But um, it was a great. It was just a great gathering, and and the the house that you had it what was it called oh the Marvamon yeah the Marvamon yeah, yeah which was the original uh, LA auto museum was it now? Yeah, yeah see I was under the impression it was an Italian car dealership that originally okay and then it morphed into the car museum and then it, yeah. it's become whatever it is now yeah but it was great the staff was great I mean everything was it just felt good the location you know yeah. so yeah good on you man thank you it was, it was a fun we should have had you here for uh the show with his wife because <laughs> and it was you and 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 Megan and and Tish could have just sit and t- sat and talked about the venue. And it was it was it was cool, but and then you you were married September twelfth, mm-hmm. which is the day it's the it's the anniversary of Johnny Cash's passing. That's right. That's so right. There, there are all these intersections of this is true for sure strangeness and not so strangeness. And we um, and it was the day before my wife's birthday. Ah, yeah. that's the tie-in. True. <laughs> Which pretty much has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> That's the wedding announcement music, officially. Right. Awesome. So it was, it was great, and uh, but and since then Jim and I have kept in touch, and uh, want to talk. You get a sense of commitment with a stalker. It's, you know, <laughs> 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 
So I figured uh, we should uh, have Jim on and talk more about what he's been doing musically and, and also with his, about his involvement with uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter? Kickstarter, yes. uh, our previous episode with uh, Joe Wilson. You heard a little bit about that. Um, Jim, first of all, let's talk a little bit more about you personally. Wow, don't, don't make it personal. Okay. <laughs> um, you can make up stories. It doesn't matter. I will. I already do. Feel free. Now, like the pickle farmers. Pickle farmer? I come from a, a long line of pickle farmers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Grow, grown right on the vine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and we're also big into seedless tomatoes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. How do you grow those? They're hard to plant. They are. They're seedless. Imagine. So you just have to kind of walk away and let them do whatever they're going to do? You, yeah, you turn around and it's, okay, there you go. Did you, you have to remind me where you grew up? Ohio. It was Ohio, that's right. Uh, it still is Ohio. Yeah. I have not been. Though there were many wars between Pennsylvania and Kentucky and Ohio. No. I think something to do with the French or the Spanish, but that's a long story. I wasn't there then. <laughs> this is all hearsay. Exactly. Frankly. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think. Of, I have been to Ohio, but only to, uh, only to land in the airport and then drive to Western New York State. Okay. So my, my, that spends oh, a lot of time in Ohio. So did you fly into Columbus or Cleveland? Cleveland. Okay, you yeah. flew into Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. My father's from Defiance, Ohio. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, I, that the, is that the place where they make those posters of the little mouse holding up his middle finger to the uh, eagle? <laughs> it's titled Defiance. Probably. You see it in like Spencer's Gifts in the Black Light section. Oh, yeah. I remember, remember Spencer's. Those? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's right. Because I'm old. I think they're called Hot Topic now. Okay. For those of you who are not old, Spencer's is the, the well, is Spencer's Hot Topic? I or, think there's, um... Or, or is Hot Topic the Spencer's of this generation? Yeah, that's more what you're Thank you. looking for. Yeah. yeah, last time I went to Spencer's, I was in San Jose, and I went to the mall, and there was a Spencer's, and, um... And this is by the gym. I, you know you've heard the show, but this is the hard-hitting stuff we get into. <laughs> this These is topics. it. This is it, man. This is it. We're um, nailing it down. We may very well revisit your music and, and what you're, you're trying to accomplish. But first, I need to tell you about this visit to this mall in San Jose. Oh, yeah. There's a Hot Topic, and there's a Spencer's. But the Spencer gifts in my time was like... like you know, slinkies or like those little Marvin the Martian squeeze things. Right. Snake in the can. Yeah, fun stuff. And I swear it was just like not even pretending to be anything other than a head shop. Like when yeah. I went. Well, Spencer's was like Spencer's was a well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a head shop, but I mean, like you couldn't buy pipes or things in there, but but you could you it was all like it was everything but pipes. Posters mm-hmm. of Heather Locklear. It, yeah, it was it was like it was like yeah, it was like it was like beer girl posters, Farrah Fawcett posters. Um, black light paint, black light posters. It was everything but like you know bongs. Right. It was like a head shop with no bongs, and then it was like it was like dirty gifts. Yeah. Like, you know, for like oh, bachelorette yeah. parties. That's like, right. You know, like the little hopping penises and things like that. Right. And like penis. Fake boat, <laughs> fake fake boner pills and and things like that. You know, for like the, the, oh, those it's are a fake. Th- that was the. Problem. They were jelly beans, dude. Okay. Jelly beans. Was... This is pre Viagra, so they were extra fake. Yeah. I mean, well, no, you know what. This was pre-Viagra, so there was no one had any, um, no one had any reason to believe they would not be fake. Right, right. Yeah. Nowadays, you might be like, oh, there are boner for boner pills. They could be real. So <laughs> I don't know. Just don't take them at the beach, or maybe take them at the beach. That might be exactly where you need them. Yeah. 
If it's a nudist beach. No, then you don't want them. Or do you? You want to show off do your you... best. Your Sunday best. Your Sunday best. Best. Um, and then you could always say you have preopism. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm affected by a medical condition. I'm sorry. I will apologize in advance if this makes <laughs> you uncomfortable, but I have, you know, preopism. Yeah. I, I, I get erections, and I can't, can't get rid of them. And then you just pop the pill right in front of them. Yeah, right, right. Um, so, yeah, no, this had marijuana leaves everywhere. No, they, they have marijuana they? No, no, that's what I'm saying is, is but, but it was like half head shop and half like novelties. Okay. But, but no, like, you couldn't buy a pipe there. Right, right. The naughty and the novel. Exactly. Okay. They should have called it that. <laughs> Spencer's. Oh, and a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fiber optic things. Black light posters. No, not black light posters. The fiber they optic. They do have those. Oh, you mean like the infinity and black mirrors? Lights. Infinity mirrors and and the little um, fiber optic, uh, like, wiggly light things. This that was, changed colors. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like these, like kind of like was, a, I'm holding up a little, you know, it, but if the but with lights on them. It wasn't paraphernalia. It was more like the periphery to the. It was like accessories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was accessories. It was like how to equip your like, you know, the small apartment above your parents' garage. And then that you're going to be living in for the next 15 to 20 years. And if it's in a mall, a strip mall, it was always the darkest yeah. shop. Yeah. You know, along, it'd be like this one tooth missing along the smile of shops. <laughs> like, oh, that's Spencer's, yeah. Yeah, because they were always, yeah, they were uh, like painted black inside. They were totally like a, like a high schooler peachy. <laughs> that's the closest thing I could come to describing it. Like lots of doodles on and vanity right. posters. <laughs> There's yeah. a band called the Peachies. Really? Uh huh. I think they ended up becoming no. Yeah, it was the Peaches. And then they didn't do anything after that. They were just the Peaches. Yeah. Are they they were on this Kill Rock Stars compilation that I remember. Oh yeah. They still uh, around? Uh. Why should look that up? Let's let's turn the internet. While I look that up, uh, so Jim, how long were you in Ohio for? Like, did you the whole time? Did you go away for college? Did you? Uh, well, I I, I went to school there also. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, when I moved out here. A few years back, you know, it, uh, I don't know, you, you bounce around. I've gone through yeah. it all, you know, I've, I've, uh, I, I live in a great area now. There was a, there was a period for about a year where all I did was couch surf, which was funny, you know, because at some point I'm thinking, you know, and it wasn't like life stopped. I right. just decided not to have an address for a while, you know, right. I went, went through some heavy changes, you know, with a girl and, and just getting beat up in general, you know, by the town and doing what you're doing. You know, as an artist or a musician, whatever, and uh, you know, after a while, I thought, look, maybe there's something wrong here. And then I had friends say, no, you know, this is great. We thought you were too uptight to do this anyway. So <laughs> just kind of roll with it. You know? Nice. So there's there's been so much. I mean, the one time I was at a gig, it was at Wilshire and Crescent Heights, sixty three hundred Wilshire is where my car was parked. I remember because that's where it wasn't when I got out of there. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, my car was stolen. Dude. You know, and I'm walking, I've got my, my guitar strapped to my back and rolling an amp out there. I'm looking around like, okay, why, where's my car? Why did I not see the, the tow signs? Right, right. Well, there weren't any. And then I called the tow yards. They're like, we haven't heard of it. So next thing I know, police report, car's gone. And they found mm. it. Just beat, mm. beat like a drum from the inside out. Of course. Half the dashboard was missing. They ripped everything out of there. And there were, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a, an Aston Martin or anything, but... Anything that they could 
take. They just took, they cut off the catalytic converter. Oh, yeah. You know, just craziness. Well, that's the thing is is most, like, really expensive cars don't get stolen. It's the, like, Honda Civics and things like that that get stolen because yeah. those are the ones that are yeah, worth I, parts. And, and the police told me that there's probably 12 blank keys that open up every Toyota. Yeah. Or, you know, Honda or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I Yeah, I had a Honda Civic that got stolen at least once that I can think of. The The car I drive now uh, has been stolen. They they it, they abandoned it, like, mm-hmm. minutes later around the corner. I, all it was missing was a door. <laughs> <laughs> Minor cosmetic. Yeah. yeah. So you just left it off and just, like... Rat patrol around town in the door. <laughs> they might have yanked out the stereo. I've had the stereo yanked out of, right. of the Honda um, two or three times, I feel like. I don't even... I've lost count. That's why I advocate replacing your stereo with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> How hilarious would that be? Not at all, but hilarious. I wish the, those Mel Brooks uh, Spaceballs flamethrowers were real. And the yogurt dolls. Well... <laughs> they can be real if you know where to look. Oh, okay, there you go. It's Hollywood. <laughs> you can get just about anything. Fantasy out. everywhere. Make it happen. So, you, uh, how many years have you been here now? Uh, how many years have I? I've lived here 15 years yeah. in L.A. And it's it's really, I, I think it's so, soaked into all my pores. <laughs> you know, so I, I wouldn't go so far as to call myself a native, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm feeling good. You know, recording. I'm about to do another record. Yeah. And that's... I'm stoked about that. Oh, okay. So the Peachies, just so you know, disbanded 1998. I'm glad we put that I knew place. it. I told you, dude. Next, told time you're, you. next time you're on Jeopardy, you got it. Yes. Right. Especially if it's... Because, uh, you know, we know what a big Kill Rock Stars uh, fan Alex Trebek is. It can be. It could be uh, indie, indie Week on... Uh, it could be. True. Uh, Jeopardy. Doubt that. <laughs> Could be though. I like that show, but only when I know the answers. Right. You know what I like when I like that show? Actually, there was one time I really loved that show, and that was um, they did uh, Final Jeopardy, and like the question was famous landmarks, and I yelled, <laughs> I yelled, like my mom was watching Jeopardy or something. I'm like Statue of Liberty, and I walked away, and that was the correct answer. <laughs> like just totally, like just off the top of my head, randomly, and I'm like, yes, I'm I'm the master of Jeopardy. I will never watch this show again. <laughs> Too <laughs> the, easy. See the three, anyway. the three point shot from behind you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From behind. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. Just and some, not even like a, I'm a basketball player. I'm just like a fat guy with a basketball. <laughs> that was my favorite Chris Farley sketch. Fat guy with a basketball. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much most of them, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, so Jim, you, let's um, talk about your album. You, this is, uh, I believe, is it your second album? It's. I did an EP before, right? And this is going to be full length. This is going to be all new songs, ten songs. So, um, what is, now? Are you? This is you're putting out yourself with the help of, of Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm putting it out, and the funding is coming through Kickstarter, or a good, you know, a good portion of it's going to come through Kickstarter. Very cool. And so far, it's been great. I've got. What's today the the eighteenth? Mm-hmm. No, today's the nineteenth. Oh yes, nineteenth. And uh, I've got nine more days. So if you're out there, uh, just throw my name in the uh, go to Kickstarter.com and go to the search box that's there. Just throw my name in, and it'll come up. And you may donate. Yeah. 
And yeah, we'll put the links. We'll put the link. And we'll, we were just. Talking. I'll put the snippet up today. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do. Like we'll put little... the whole interview up in a couple of yeah. weeks. And yeah. it, it's it's a it was a fun video to make. You know, there, I'm playing on the video. Uh, there there are a lot of people that are musicians I've seen on that site that make a video mm-hmm. and they just talk the entire time. Right. I'm thinking, well, what do you do? <laughs> I just felt like well, I should show people you know that I can do a little something. Or, right, right. You know what they might be getting into. Here's what you're. Yeah. What they're endorsing, you know. Yeah. So uh, it was fun, and I actually, the the video cost me four. This is this is true, four tacos, and a fifth of Smirnoff <laughs> to make. And uh, nice. a, a friend of mine that I work with, he he did the capture of it, you know, and, and, and or shot it. I actually set up the lights. It's one of the things I've learned to do. Uh, so I did. I, I lit it, and um, we we snuck onto a soundstage in Hollywood. There was there was a turnover for a crew. They had something they were going to do remote mm. in another location, but they they left stuff set up. So we just came in, me and one other guy, and I set everything up. We said, okay, here's the mark, and then I ran through my spiel as best as I could, and that was it. And then a friend of mine, uh, well Mario Castellanos, he's the guy that, that filmed it, mm. and then my friend Adam Moyer did all the editing, you know, which he he did a great job of it. You know, really made it look like. I don't know, something that's watchable, followable. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, it looks so much more than the footage when we shot it. So. Yeah. It just goes that way. You, you realize why people... I think he did such a great job that you realize, like, okay, people get, you know... There's a, a reason why. Awards for yeah. editing. Right, you know, right. You don't, you don't consider it all the time. Lay people like myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, in my experience in working in, uh, just in reality, reality television, um, a lot of, as, a, as the guy who, like, logs stuff or transcribes stuff... Or even when I have, like, story assist positions and you're basically telling the editors, here's the story, here's the scenes where, it from, where it's from. Yeah, to see all that stuff cut together and watch the final product, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's got to be cool when... Uh, I haven't done... Uh, have I done a music video? I've definitely, like, had, like, myself videotaped while I was playing. Like, maybe throw up a video of a live performance or something. It's mm-hmm. so like a music video circa, like, 1967. Right, right, right. And here's Brody Foster Hubbard. Chinga, 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 ching, just you sitting like on a stool. Right, <laughs> right. my love So, yeah, just to see something like that, uh, it, it's, it's awesome. How often do you, um, how often do you go back and listen to the things you've recorded? Well, not often. Almost not at all. Sometimes, um, you know, when you you live with the songs long enough, you know, they go from scraps of paper, a napkin, something that you write an idea on, and you you develop it up in a notebook. You know, it becomes a full song, or you think it becomes a full song, and then you pull guys in to record with you. You maybe rehearse it, run it down, you record it, and there you start the the hell of listening to it a hundred times, you know, or, hey, wait a minute, right there, that, that seven-second stretch, is it, does it, is it all, and you listen to that three times, so when you do that with all the songs, you know, it becomes, you're so close, you're like, okay, I know this thing's done, and you just want to get it mastered and get it out there, and the only, the only thing I really don't like about making a record is that you can never really hear the finished product for the first time, Yeah, like, having never heard the songs, it would be interesting to be able to hear it that way. Without some sort of comical amnesia scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a it's bowling just, ball falls you know. in your head like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe something um, temporary like that could be induced. 
Maybe that's why. Maybe Spencer's has that. Maybe I was gonna say maybe that maybe that's why drugs are so common in the music biz. Yeah, and comedy too. Yeah, because I was thinking it's the same thing with comedy. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it every now and then, and it's always funny when you run across it. Like if somebody posts it on their page, or you know whatever, you're like, okay, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. Or, hey, what a great song! Wow, that's garbage. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> or, or it comes up on an iPod, you know, right. you're at a party. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. But um, you know, you. I guess my point is, you listen to them quite enough when when you're making them. You yeah, know, recording them and mixing them and all of that. If I like the recording, and it, I mean, if it's one of my songs, I'll 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 put it on shuffle with everything else I'm listening to, and really still enjoy it. If it's a song that I know. I didn't do. I've had I've had very good luck with all the people I recorded with. Mm. They, the recordings are excellent. The performance on those recordings, on the other hand, I have issues. It's with the con- the content, not yes. the fidelity. Yes, um, I, I I had some bad recordings of my vocals, and I don't like to listen to those. Or sometimes the song is so painful. I wrote a song for a girl, and the song has her name in it. And, or it's, it was titled after her and it's one I got recorded and it sounds great the performance on it's awesome if was, you say so yourself I, and it, I do but it takes you back to that space yeah and it's embarrassing so you kind of done yeah. your job though yeah it's true I mean if you're, you're looking at it that way yeah I'm actually fin- I, this morning I was finishing a song it's called I'm almost finished but it's called Black Sun Gonna Rise and it's it's about that thing it's yeah. about just being awkward and you think, well, you know, if I do this this time, she'll get it. <laughs> you know, and you just, you cannot see that this thing is just, you know, you can't pull the stick up. You're going right into the mountain. <laughs> You're going to auger it in. Blam. Yep. Now, is this, are you releasing this as a, uh, I mean, obviously you have musicians playing with you on it. Um, oh, yeah, some really cool people. Yeah. Uh, John Philip Chanel, or Phil, as he likes to be uh, called in some shorthand. But he always seems like John Philip Chanel, and that's cool. Um, he's worked with a lot of people like Willie Deville, if you know Willie, or you know from his days in Mink Deville or his solo stuff. Uh, Tori Amos has done a lot of arranging for her. Uh, David Sutton's going to play bass. He played on that record that you heard before, uh, that, or that I did before. And yeah. um, David's out with you know people like Lucinda Williams or Tears for Fears or Stan Ridgeway. Um, and you know, cool people too. Craig McIntyre is going to play drums. He goes out with uh, on tour with Kobe Kalit, I think is her name, mm. and Josh Groban, people like that. But yeah, they're they're really funky, low down, groovy guys when it comes to playing. They and they've got so many tricks in the bag. There's, there's you just feel like you can always get the right spirit of a song, and and let it settle. You're not limited at all. You know, yeah. it seems like all things are possible with these kinds of people. And, uh, you know that that's really the best part of it. You know, it's like okay, we're gonna stand in a room and play, and watch each other and kind of groove it. And then if we get one we like, then that's it, and then we move on. And right. Just keep going from there. Very cool. Now, is it being released just under your name, or is it the, the and the new vistas? I, I tried the new vistas as a name. You know, sort of like also doing business as. Yeah. But it just it just seemed to come back around to my name, so that's yeah. I'm just gonna go under that. Very cool. It works. It works at the DMV. It might as well work. It works <laughs> for Stan Ridgeway. It works for Stan Ridgeway. He's one of my favorite. Maybe I could be Stan Ridgeway Jr. <laughs> no. <I don't. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, that would be a pretty good gig, I think. Stan Ridgeway maybe Jr. Maybe he is Jr. He just lops off the JR. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to step on Stan's yeah, he He's too cool. He is very cool. He's one of my favorite artists. As a matter of fact. 
He's one of the guys that I try and get out and see, you know, whenever they're around. He plays at McCabe's and places like that all the time. Yeah. I don't think... I haven't been to McCabe's. McCabe's really? is in... Um, Santa Monica? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, really? It's a great venue. I mean, it's tiny and it's awesome. Yeah. I mean... I, I've not... De- I've definitely not made it out to enough of the, uh, well, any shows in general, but not even a diverse, you know, selection of music venues. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen a show there, but it would be great. Oh, really? Because, yeah. oh, wow. because it is so small. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's a you're, great place. You're right, you're right in somebody's pocket. Especially for, I mean, not like Stan plays huge venues, you know, you know, to begin with, but it's different than a House of Blues, say, or, you know. Uh, I like House of Blues. I do, too. I mean, I mean, playing the sound there is always good. <laughs> no, they do a good show. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 there's nothing wrong with it, but I mean, it's still a bigger kind of a more yeah. open space. Um, do, you, do you still do a lot of stuff at Genghis Khan? Yeah, uh, I played there, I think the last time I played there was in September. But, you know, since then, you know, when you, for me anyway, mm-hmm. uh, preparing for a record, it means I just don't have the time to do other things like book a show and then let everybody in the world know, hey, I'm playing this show. Right. You just, I just tend to be more compartmentalized, I guess. I gotta yeah. pick my battles. A little better. There's only so much time in the day. Right, right. How, Don't I know it? <laughs> how's, how's that venue work for, for you? Uh, Genghis is awesome. It's one of the few places in town where you can play without a sound check and sound awesome. Yeah. The sound is always good there. The engineers are great. Um, great bar. It's on Fairfax. Fair, pretty much Fairfax and Melrose. Right. right. Is, right is it close to uh, where either Largo is now or the Largo used to be? Well, really, it's it, where yeah. the original Largo was on Fairfax, also. Okay. And about, I don't know, half a mile yeah. away. Yeah. From from there, but now it's over uh, the old Coronet Theater. Yeah. Right by the. Uh, the La Cienega. One of Jean's Seventh Vale, I go there quite often. Yeah. Um, a friend of the show, Eli Braden, plays at Genghis Khan all the time. He's another. Eli Braden. That sounds, sounds familiar. He does more musical comedy stuff. But he's a he's a he's a, oh. another talented musician. So. He survived an earthquake with us. He this, did survive an on this very show. Wasn't there an earthquake? No, there was. No, there was somebody. I read about it this morning on somebody's page. Well, there's an earth, we like a month or two ago there was an earthquake. Yeah, yeah. one. But this guy lives in Colorado. It's a different. I forget it. It's not an earthquake, Colorado. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like totally dismissive. Boo. You Coloradans, you know, you don't know nothing. No I have a beef with Colorado. I, I think this is the perfect time to hear that. Right are going to tell you how you used to be a park ranger. <laughs> no, no, no. I have a beef with Colorado because uh, when I was working in Colorado, a lot of Coloradans were complaining that Californians were coming in and ruining Colorado oh. by doing things like bringing in tax, bringing up the tax <laughs> base and having roads built and schools. But it was one of those... And one of the people that was complaining the loudest was like like someone who moved to Colorado from like Alabama, and had this like ridiculous Southern accent, like fake Southern accent. Come on. And I'm like, first off, I don't want to live here. Second off, my dad's from here, so if anything, I'm a legacy. <laughs> and third, shut up because you're from Alabama. But yeah, I just there was that whole. Yeah, there's a couple states where it's like Californians are coming in here and ruining our state. It's yeah. like. Were they born in California? No. <laughs> yeah, most people here aren't from, I'm not from here. Yeah. I'm one of the few people that I know that was born in California. No, that's not true. I know a bunch of people, but, but you know, in general, you know, especially in the arts, it's like people come to LA because there's work. 
Mm. You know, so I don't care. I'm yeah. happy. You know, that's why I came out here. It's, it's the more it, the merrier. It is, it is what it is. Yeah, totally, totally. And you know, that's something we always talk to our our guest about. Is it's sort Colorado? We <laughs> talk to him about Colorado no, at no. length. <laughs> the, the 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 what I, what I like to call the hustle. The hustle. Oh, um, yeah. And we've talked about that before. Just. Um, some people will call it idiocy on parade. But, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you um, how do you serve? So so for those of who might be outside of LA or might be looking to pursue music, how do you survive as a musician musician in Los Angeles? Cat burglar. <laughs> um, that explains the ski mask you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do make money from playing music uh, variously. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I just got a sh- a song placed in a show brand new show it's a travel show called ultimate vacation i don't know where it's going to air it's so new yeah. this is the song uh that i that they put in of mine is called aztec garage it's on there yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the first show it's the first episode and um we did this a, a few weeks ago where we inked it up as they say and uh then they had representatives maybe it was more like a month and a half ago they had reps that were in Cannes in France, and I guess there's the largest television expo buyer in the world there, or buying expo, whatever, mm-hmm. where they shop all the shows. This company usually gets, uh, I don't know, a show on like about 100 sh- channels around the world, mm. so it'll be interesting, yeah. you know, and like maybe be in like Greece and you're hanging out and hear the song, like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know that dude. Hopefully it's not one of the painful songs. It's no. not. It's like not, not one of the painful songs. Like oh yeah yeah. yeah when yeah. you get stuff, you get an opportunity like that, and it's not a song you hate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a, yeah, it's it's an all right thing. I was th- actually thinking about redoing that song. It's it's such a rock arrangement. Mm-hmm. The way it is on that record, I was thinking about doing it more like low down, more of a voodoo arrangement. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, more, I, more I, I listened. I listened to that. On, it's on your MySpace page too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it. It sounded. You know what it reminded me? It kind of reminded me of like. Like a a more um, I don't want to say oh, don't say that don't say it oh wait no no a more ballad like, like no I have, I have no idea what you're gonna say uh, uh, like it it, it, it gave me a, a, a it gave me a Nick Cave vibe oh wow Nick Cave yeah yeah Cave. but but kind of like a more like a more ballady it's even though he does ballads that's what I'm trying I was trying to think of a, of the right descriptor and I. I haven't quite molded over my head enough, but no, I got I got kind of a Nick Cave vibe. Off I'll of take it. it. Yeah, no, I, and I mean Thanks. that in the complimentary. I mean that in the best way. Yeah, and I hate Nick Cave. I just want to put that. No, I don't hate. It. I actually like Nick Cave. Nick Cave's good. Yeah, bad seeds not so much. No. <laughs> no. What about birthday party? Yeah, but since it's my birthday month and yours, I'll say yes. Okay, fair enough. Um. Yeah, that's. It, it, it's just tough. I I barely barely put my toe in the waters as far as doing music in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a real hat trick to keep the lights on with it. But it, you know, it gets better. Variously, it's like you you get to. It's almost like you don't get to a level of better mm-hmm. as far as making a living. You just get to a better level of not poverty. <laughs> <laughs> Right. If that makes any sense. I've look suddenly I have upper lower class. <laughs> my my shirts have holes in them, but those holes have patches. <laughs> Candy the dog. Joining us in the studio is Candy the dog and her clicky clicky toenails. Hi Candy. Clickety clack candy. 
Oh, you can go lay down with your stinky breath. Smiling and... Oh, you're talking to the dog. <laughs> no, it's not about I've been complaining about this for a while. I was ready for a nap. Wait a minute. You gonna lay down or you're just gonna wander aimlessly? Um, I think we should have Jim play a song. Play for us now. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let me uh, adjust the mics real quick here. Okay. Do you want to do some NPR style uh, explanations? Some, some songwriters. <laughs> this is a song that's about three minutes long. And uh, it's got some. Some playing and some singing in it, some words. It's a song called. This is, I hope to put this on the record. Uh, it's called "Awful Pretty Town." Stars and cars and. Shadows rise though the sun it shines Somehow you make your way through the day It's an awful pretty town I don't know what to say It's an awful pretty town But I don't mind I love to live in L.A. Driving on the five and dime, the 101 tonight. The silver dollars on the highway shine as all the angels are chasing the light. It's an awful pretty town. I don't know what to say. It's an awful pretty town, but I don't mind. I love to live in L.A. The sun is setting, night is getting closer To pinata dreams that all fade Breaking open in the evening moonlight As far as we can see tonight on And that's the song. Did, awesome. did you catch the magic? I did. Between Captain, me, and, me and Candy. Captain <laughs> Magic, between me almost having to throw something at my mom. For, like, I, th- I could have sworn she was going to use it. Here, I'll put it up. I'll put it up.
Alright, I, I put you put mine on three. He only rates a three. Three is omnidirectional. Oh, it's on. It's all directions. No, you were number one for that song. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awesome. Very cool. Thank see, you. I'm getting see, and I get a Stan Ridgeway vibe from that song too. Because I mean, he's that's that's the you, very. You've like, never seen me and Stan at the same party. This <laughs> is true. See. Absolutely, this is a true statement. I now I'm gonna be. My mind is blown. That popping sound you heard, that was my tiny mind being blown. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like that song. That was a very good song. Thanks, man. Um, so, uh, boy, yeah, I'm kind of. I mean, besides the the, the struggle. For me trying to keep the dollar from clickety clacking around while <laughs> you were playing and me that's wanting ambiance is that room tone now see now what now she's she's, she's completely on the floor lying down sign and that there's nothing going on don't they say music sav uh music soothes the savage beast yes they say that yes but she was agitated it was she was rising up is the music like the proletariat <laughs> yes exactly she is our lumpen proletariat she's really lumpen um wow yeah, that was good um I feel like I have something to say and I don't so um how many songs are on this new one it's gonna be a gonna be ten ten big deca what uh what kind of material are you covering what what dark corners are you delving into uh, a little bit of that you know just observations about how it feels sometimes to live in this town and in LA and um, you know some stuff that's a little more bluesy um, people generally call it Americana or some even call it rock and roll because it's not hard like rock music where it just hammers away in mm-hmm. a particular way it's got a little more well it's got a little more roll a little more nuance to the feel of it you know it's not so just straight ahead yeah you know I mean there's even stuff on there that's more like uh, you know Texas Swing where it's more like We call that paw licking music, right? Paw licking. Because <laughs> <laughs> she stopped licking her paws. See, she licked, she started when you started playing that. She stopped when you stopped. Yeah, but I, you know, I could, I could never do, I played a lot of different blues and country music, uh, different stuff throughout, you know, singer songwriter stuff where you're accompanying people and not doing a lot of more overt playing. It's more subtle and it's mm-hmm. more just to be a foil for what's going on with the vocalist, which is cool. Um, but I, I don't think I could really put out a, uh, a blues record, mm-hmm. just, you know, straight blues. Well, so much of that seems kind of contrived to me, you know, it's, it's really just playing the music and not really, I mean, I, I, how did you arrive at this style, this kind of melange of different things? I, I suppose in some way, you know, it's, it's in some ways a combination of what you like, you know, and you listen to and you try to emulate. In some ways, it's a lot of limitations that come together and say, well, this is pretty much what you can do. You know, like I'm not. I'm not going to sound like, uh, I don't know, an extreme example would be Robert Plant. You know, I'm just physically, my voice box doesn't sound like that. So you, you kind of just get into whatever you can manage, you know. That's why I've worked on my Axl Rose impression for so long. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I have, but not, not for anything serious. Yeah, it's tough to sound like a thing it's funny if you don't sound like it and when you think about it it's funny how many artists have a very extreme sound 
Yeah, you know, it, a lot of times it doesn't come down to being good. You know, like Aretha Franklin or, um, you know, Les Paul, Chet Atkins. People like that that just can, can play or sing in such a way that it's so fantastic. Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it comes down to more being idiosyncratic than good. Yeah. You know, like quirky like R.E.M. could be or Stan Ridgeway or something, you know, something distinct. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I think though, that, well, I think Stan Ridgeway had, with Wall of Voodoo stuff, that was very quirky and distinct. But I think that was kind of, that's what was, um, that's why he's one of my favorite artists is I think he's got depth of lyrics and his content is very um, theatrical, very cinematic. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think although he is, I will I will not deny the quirkiness factor. Um, I, I think it was probably his mainstream career got more attention for quirkiness than his later stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, absolutely, definitely, I mean, as a character, he's certainly, you know, a fun dude. But yeah, if you take a lot of you know favorite artists or at least of mine, you know, someone like, mm, well, let's look at Stan Ridgeway, yeah. or let's look at Bob Dylan. Yeah. Would we, if it would if you plunk them down on that stage for American Idol, how well would they do? Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a different thing. Well, that's the thing is is I think and you're you're kind of the, the quirkiness or or um, you know extreme factor uh, idiosyncrasy thing might hook people and allow them to get into the fact that they there's more depth there. But yeah, absolutely, they're not gonna you know they're not gonna be the prepackaged thing that people will accept. You know. Without yeah. thinking about it, without thinking Willie, about it. Willie Nelson, you know, look at look at what a treasure trove of music he is, and he has his own particular way to do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he were a youngin, yeah, at you know twenty some years, and he he auditioned, I don't think he'd even make the cut. No, you I don't know, think so. they might they might put him up there, you know, when they go to commercial as more of like a, a gag even. Or if he that's, has that's a story, no, or if he has a story to follow. That's no disrespect to Willie. I, I, you know, I, I love his recordings. I've seen him live. It's great. Um, but I know how a lot of people feel about it. You know, same yeah. thing with Dylan. They're like, oh, I can't get past the, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> but there's, there's a something going on there. If you, if you, if you tap into it, it's cool. Well, I wonder too. I wonder too if, because I think that's a cyclical thing, and like, it, because I, I kind of the parallel I, I think I, I'm drawing is, is movie stars, and you had, you know, like oh. Dustin Hoffman. You know Al Pacino and and Gene Hackman and all those guys that came up in the '70s during that you know big film renaissance, just right when the studio system was breaking up. They're not leading. You know they're not a you know Rock Hudson type uh, yeah or a George Clooney or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's like they're not easily you know. And then it's come on, like, Dustin Hoffman is a leading man. Seriously, <laughs> looking back on it now, it's like he's a schlub. He's you know he's a schmo. Why? No one in their right mind would pay to see that, but they do, and he's a great actor. Yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah. And then you know, there's some actors, they're going to play the same part in half a dozen movies, and they just have a draw to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, an audience draw. And then some people like Gary Oldman. You know, whatever he plays, you think that the casting director went out and found, you know, a crazy Southern cracker <laughs> arms dealer. In, what was that? The Fifth Element. Yes, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. The Fifth Element. He made that movie watchable. I mean, he come made that on. movie watchable. Everybody else in that movie, it's like, okay, Bruce Willis was doing his Bruce Willis impression, you yeah. know, and Mia Yovovich is not hard on the eyes, you know. But but yeah, he was like, what? Well, I love him in True Romance. 
He's great in uh, uh, the professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, did name a movie that Gary Oldman stinks at? <laughs> you, you just you just believe him. You know, yeah. it's it's not acting anymore. It's like they went out and found uh, you know an right. X or Y or Z whatever they needed. For right. that part. Um, he 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 um in, he uh, had a seance and absorbed the spirit of Sid Vicious. Oh, hey, look, the there's Sid right now. <laughs> I don't think Sid was ever sober enough to. It's, it's it's friend of the show Tishley Hugh. Hi. Hi. If you knew Tishley the way we knew Tishley. Oh, yeah. oh, what a girl. Um, can you? You're you're on the air. Can you not have me on the air? <laughs> this is Tishley Hugh, and you're listening to the Shaky Town Radio Hour. Chunk of stuff that will work for the. It's been a crazy show. day. Yeah, you have to tell me about it. Well, I was writing, you know, like I often do. And I, I knew I was going to come here, and then I got a call from a guy that I work with. He's actually LL Cool J's tour manager. Yeah. Great guy, Kevin. He's like, I need some help moving some various equipment and whatnot. I said, sure. So I knew that was going to be sometime in the afternoon. And then I got a call out of the, seemingly out of the blue. These people are putting together a new show with uh, Adam Carolla, if you know who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He is a, a podcast uh, as well. Yeah. And um, doesn't everybody, everybody but me, it seems. <laughs> And um, he's going to have a new show. It's a car show. But is this on? Oh, yeah. If you don't want this part recorded. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a car show, and they're going to make it like a late night show. And the thing they're having me audition for is, um, uh, like, it would be band leader, a comic foil relief, straight guy, straight man. For the host, which is Adam, you know, oh, so wow. that's sort of like a Paul Schaefer, or Kevin Eubanks, or you that's know, awesome, that kind of thing. But there's no band; it's just going to be one musician. Yeah. And so they brought, they said, "Can you come in today, and we could fit you in?" And I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. you know, tr- what, whatever. You know, this sounds like it's going to be interesting. So I sat there and talked to a couple of people who are producing the show or will be producing it into a pilot, and um, you know, they threw some scenarios at me. What, what do you think you'd play for this? And yeah. uh, what do you think, you know, you'd play for, you know, if we go cut away the commercial, what would you play? I said, you know, so what kind of car is it? You know, and they're like, well, it's a, it's a Ferrari. You know, and you're just going to... You know, some kind of Ennio Marconi yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And you, you try to imagine a Ferrari in six strings. Like, okay, what does right. a Ferrari sound like exactly here? You're like... <laughs> that kind of thing but they were really cool it was fun and, you know it's one of those things like so many uh, other auditions you you go in it's maybe 10 minutes maybe 15 at the most and they kind of feel you out and it's okay you know whatever let you know okay bye <laughs> wow so then i went and moved some equipment and then i landed here which was actually it's over in like chandler and um burbank so i just Kind of cruise down Burbank and figured it out. Very cool. I mean, I sort of knew where you're at here. Yeah. Although I've never been here before. Honestly, I've never been here. And, uh, but I figured it out somehow. Cool. And where are you off to the rest of the day? Oh, uh, I've actually got a writing session with somebody uh, who wants to try and develop some ideas that they have. So there's that. I mean, I might actually get something to eat. (laughs) You know, it's just been busy but i kind of like it that way sometimes you wake up and then all of a sudden you look outside and it's like where all the sunlight go yeah even though it's overcast today yeah it's nice and gray today 
Um, so, Jim, people can find you online um, from the MySpace, which is the MySpace.com slash... Yeah, if, if you put in my name mm-hmm. and MySpace, it'll come up with the new Vistas and cool. uh, the music that's on there. You can also find me on Facebook. I have my own Facebook page. Well, it's not a fan page. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see the, the, the need or the difference. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Anybody can plug into it, say something, you know, hopefully funny or cool or nice. Yeah. And uh, you can find me there. You can find me on Kickstarter. Just drop my name in and it'll come up. So yeah, if you put Jim Vitale um, in kickstarter.com... Uh, that is V, like Victor, I-T, like Tom, A-L-E. Yes. yes. Um, and also you can find the, the link on the site. Now, I think by the time the entire episode airs, the, the fundraising section will be over, but we're going to put the information about Kickstarter up ahead of time just so people can get a head start on it. No pun intended. That's right. Um, well, get, you know, jump right in. There's nine days left, and the, the deal on Kickstarter, if you don't know, is you set a limit of what you're trying to, a minimum of what you're trying to reach, and if you don't get it, nobody's charged, and you get nothing. It's, yeah, right. it's all or none. Uh, if, if I reach it or better, then I get that money. If I don't, nobody's charged anything, and I get nothing, nothing, zero, nada. So uh, run in there and plug it in and throw a dollar, give a holler, and... You know, uh, it's it's sort of like National Endowment for the Arts, right? Or when NPR, you know, KCRW has their fundraiser, mm-hmm. but it's for an individual. And again, on the video that I made for a few tacos and some Smirnoff, um, that's my favorite Clint Eastwood movie. For, for a, few, a few tacos more, that's right. <laughs> I, I, you know, probably at some point they they threw that title around. They should have developed it. They should have run with it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, had fun making the video, and it's a simple video. It doesn't last long. It's only, you know, like two and a half minutes, sort of what's going on and what the deal is. And yeah. That's that. But um, I think you'll like it if you watch the video. Very cool. You know, and, and you'll be subliminally suggested to, to, uh, to back the project. Right. Maybe that's what I should have done. Just make you should have got, you know what, you should have gotten Kevin Nealon to do his classic Mr. Subliminal character. <laughs> a reprisal of the role. <laughs> I really want to play this song that I worked on this morning, but it's it's too shaky. Yeah, but but it is shaky town radio. Right? Shaky, how you doing? Uh, no, I'll, I'll do it if you I'm gonna go with the tried and true. All right, I'm gonna go with the tried and true. So thank you to Jim. Uh, Till uh, next time. I'm Bernie Foster Hubbard. I'm Gene George. And I'm oh, I'm not either of those guys. I'm Jim Vitale. <laughs> play a song please do uh, need to take us out hopefully also on the record and i have no idea what it's going to be called yet um but it'll probably be something snide no i'm kidding uh this is called whisper and freight train blues and it's if you're following along at home and you probably are it's in g Cell phone down the line. Won't
listen to freight train whispers in the distance alone tonight. Without you, baby, I don't feel right. I'm up all high and lonesome tonight. Shaky Town Radio. Did you want me to take my clothes off? Or? You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shaky Town Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Okay. Hello, can you hear me? That's what's more important at this point, yes. Because no, I, I know I have headphones. I can hear you? That, that I can, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Are you hearing everything you need to hear? Yes. In high fidelity sound. <laughs> so we, uh, we're recording this postscript. Yeah. Postscriptum from our 
deep underground bunker deep inside <laughs> shaky town mountain no i have no we're not doing any of those things we're recording a postscript uh, to our uh, jim vitali episode uh uh good news uh, jim if you guys have been following along on kickstarter you'll know that uh, jim's reached his goal his financial goal yes he's broken through the seven thousand dollar barrier which was his original uh mm-hmm. goal and so that's his minimum goal yeah where do you where do you end up i, I haven't looked lately. let's let's do the, the do the timpani as of press time dun, 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 dun. now can people still donate or is it just uh, the reach a minimum and then they gets a cut off that i i think you might be able let's to find donate. out you can um you can definitely contact jim and donate as far as through kickstarter he reached just a, just curious about the kickstarter part make it convenient for people who, who might still want to give him money um i honestly don't see a button where to do okay. that so probably not it's probably but what did, what did he reach which was seven thousand one hundred forty five wow that's 145 dollars more than he uh, was looking for yeah sweet successfully raised its funding goal um we want to thank all the shaky town listeners who heard our plea our, our special announcement about that and kicked in just start things off for jim that would be like a kickstart for his album That'd be a good name for a website. Like kickstarter.com. Yeah. I think startkicking.com. Is that taken? Let's go look that up. Start kicking. <laughs> um, but it's probably some horrible fetish site where people get kicked in the balls. It's all about when do babies start kicking. Oh. Uh, Whatever. Really? really? Was it? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, again, uh, we will keep you apprised of what's uh, happening with Jim's uh, recording. Yes. Congratulations to him. Definitely yep. deserves it. Good guy, good musician. Yes. He, and, was, um, he was a fine, fine guest. We'll have him back. Absolutely. What the hell? Why not? Yeah. We'll, we'll double up. Double up? There's there's more more than enough room for him to have a, a second shot at the show. Maybe he'll do better this time. <laughs> I think he did fine. You who? know who also did fine? Our guest next week. Yeah, who's that? Well, let's, how, how much do we want to tease this? It's Kevin Pollack. Wait. No! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Mr. Pollock will be on to talk about... Everything. Yes. And nothing. He's Zen. He's like a Zen master. He is. He is. I, I mean, I, I, I gained some wisdom and insight, and I am not joking about it. No, yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. Um, you guys remember Johnny Carson? Well, Kevin Pollock was on his show. Yeah. And he's going to tell you about that. He's not just a legend like Bigfoot. Johnny Carson. <laughs> Kevin Pollock's a legend like Bigfoot. Eh, Bigfoot's work's okay. Well, he's been doing those beef jerky commercials, so he can't be doing too well. Yeah. But Johnny Carson, he was a real guy. Before Jay Leno came in and fucked the Tonight Show. <laughs> and then Conan O'Brien <laughs> came in. He worked for NBC. I don't know if we should say that. Uh, before Jay Leno came in and made, made things the... great. No, hang on. I'll, I'll... <laughs> before Jay Leno came in and made the Tonight Show what it is today. <laughs> And then Conan came back, or Conan came, and then made The Tonight Show what it was. And then Jay Leno came back and made The Tonight Show what it is again today. The talk of the town. It was the talk of the town. People couldn't stop talking about The Tonight Show and what Jay Leno did to it. What he brought to the table. I just think NBC's a great place. NBC has a lot, got a lot going for it. It sure does. Thumbs up. We love you, NBC. Family Ties on NBC? Yes. That was a good show. Great show. 
And Cheers was it on NBC? Yeah. That's a great show too. Seinfeld? I didn't like Seinfeld too much. Get out of my house. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Or as Elaine would say, get out, shove. Yeah. I just like the ne- the Negro hater. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh. I almost said the bad word. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Can we do this again? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm sorry. I, a show about a show where every character is unlikable is just not a good show. No, it's a great. There might show. have been funny. There might have been funny show. things. I just don't think it's that good. I love it. We we, de- we differ here. These are things in which we differ. This is true. This is what like fire and ice. Is that a, that sounds like a tag team? <laughs> It's always wrestling it with you. Was a tag team. It's always wrestling with you. It's not everything goes back to wrestling, dude. I think you have some issues you need to work out. <laughs> Do you own any? Spandex? I'll work them out in the ring. Do you own any spandex? No. Do you own any folding chairs? I, I do. I have a folding chair that was used at America West Arena on an episode of WCW Monday Nitro. I, I'm literally speechless. <laughs> it's in the garage. <sighs> We can go sit on it right now. Can I hit you over the head with it? <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. It's true. No, so it was actually, it wasn't just like they sat on it at America West. No, like Scott Steiner clocked Tank Abbott with it, I believe, on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my Randy, that's my Randy Macho Man Savage as the Kool-Aid Man impression. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like all my bones just turned to water hearing about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I, you'll enjoy Kevin Pollack as I as we did. I think uh, everybody. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Bye.